Welcome to the Wiser Wealth Management Roundtable. We believe the best financial advice should always be conflict-free. I'm your host, Casey Smith. Guiding you to financial freedom are my co-hosts, Brad Lyons and Matthews Barnett. Hey, Brad. Hi, Casey. Matthews. How's it going? Today's topic is the business of financial advice. And guys, I'll tell you, I think things are uh, really complicated when it comes to the different types of financial advisors that uh, are readily available on the street. You know, I agree with that. And if we think it's confusing and we're in the business, just how confusing it must be for customers. Absolutely. I have been an independent, what we call fee-only financial advisor for nearly 20 years now. But I didn't start off that way. Started off in the mean old brokerage business, kind of old school way of doing things. And basically all we were were product sales. And I find that it's frustrating at times that we're even considered in the same playing level as some of the brokers that are out there now, especially with the conflicts of interest they have in their advice. Matthew, do you have some background in that space as well? I do. Yeah, it's kind of started for the insurance industry brokers and then have transitioned to other wirehouse type firms. But I have seen that side of the industry, even the sales training side of things, very sales oriented, very focused on techniques and less on the client and the planning side of things. It's really more about the language. It's definitely a completely different structure than we have over here. I hope they don't do this anymore. I remember my boss walking around our downtown Atlanta office stating there's three people in this relationship and two better be making money. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully a lot of that has evolved over the years. At least their PR department is evolving because they, they try to look like the only people in their descriptions, even yeah. though they aren't quite there. Well, Matthews, I like the way you use the word structure. Because this is a business of trust in the investment advice business. Right. And the way a firm is structured really promotes the trust that clients can have. And there are probably three different business models that exist out there today. There is the fee-only business model, which Casey, you just spoke about. There's the fee-based business model, which includes fees and commissions charged to clients. Then there's the traditional investment sales business model, which is basically a commission based business model. And those firms are each structured a little differently in order to distribute those products and services. And Casey, perhaps you can share with us how you've structured this firm in order to promote trust to the clients. Well, ultimately, the fee-only business model is built around no conflicts of interest. So we're simply looking at the client and looking at the solution or the problem that we're trying to, to solve and going out and finding the best instrument to do that. What I find in the fee-only business model is, one, we're conflict-free. Two, the costs of the products suddenly drop. I sit on a monthly group panel with just a casual morning coffee with other fee-only advisors. And I'd say the average cost of all of our portfolios is well below one-tenth of a percent, where when we get clients that come in from big wirehouses, we have a client come in from all the way out in Seattle that's paying nearly 3.5% fees after you added everything up. And they didn't even realize it. Everything was pretty much buried. So what I like about the fee-only model is we're truly on the same side of the table solving the problem with the client. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it, I go back to the definition of fiduciary where you're obligated to put the client's interest over your own. A broker-dealer would be more along the suitability standards. So 
at time of the, the sale or purchase of security. They're really doing what's in the best interest of the client at the time. They may not talk to them for a few years or later down the road when you need to drum up some more business or talk to them again. They're not actually looking out in the best interest and putting together a plan and looking really having a consultative approach to things. It's more of a, a one-time transactional deal. So on the other spectrum, Brad, you had commission-based model. Explain that a little bit. Well, traditionally, there's been two sides of the investment business. There's something called the sell side and something called the buy side. On the sell side, it's the traditional investment sales aspect. It's run by companies that manufacture investment products that are then distributed through a sales force. And those salespeople are compensated by a commission for selling that product or service to a consumer. To compare that to the fee-only model, such as ourselves, we're on the buy side, just as the consumer is. What we do is we listen to sales pitches, we review and analyze all the different investment products and services out there, and we buy those on behalf of clients. So we're on the buy side as well as the client's so we're sitting on the same side, as you said, Casey, on sitting on the same side of the table as our clients versus the opposite side that the traditional investment salesperson is sitting on. I think that good example of how we deploy that here is like with long-term care. A uh, client might need long-term care insurance. We don't sell the long-term care insurance product, but we'll sit down with the client and maybe two salespeople who do sell the product. And we're able to then advise them as to which product would be in their best interest, as opposed to the salesperson who may have the interest of him or herself and the company that they're representing. Their own proprietary product or fund as well. So Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The same way with investments, we're not using any product that we're getting paid from. So therefore, finding the products in the best interest of the client is pretty easy when you strip away all the rules. On the commission product too, I have noticed that you're always working for somebody. So maybe product A would be best for the client, but your incentive is to sell more of product B. Maybe your compensation's higher, or maybe it's not so much just a compensation, but there's there's some type of reward that you're getting for selling product B, which could be suitable for the client. Maybe it works out okay for the client, but it's not in the client's best interest. Maybe the advisor's best interest somehow over the client. Correct. Um, Correct. Like you, and certainly the companies. Correct. Yeah. They're <laughs> definitely selling more of their products and you know, maybe hit that bonus or a certain quota. Um, that's always in the back of their mind to try to, to sell their own funds. So we have fee only, which is really strange term. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, most people don't like fees, right? In the fee only business model, it's very transparent. So you know exactly what you're paying. For clients transitioning into Wiser, it's always been a bit of a hurdle because they get an invoice. They don't always pay the invoice directly. It comes out of their account. But they've never seen that much transparency before, where prior to here, they were paying twice as much in some cases. So Without we have, knowing it. W- without knowing it, absolutely. So we have the fee-only model. In comparison, we have a commission-based model where... It's not just a commission they're getting, or maybe not getting commission at all. It could be they're paying a flat fee, right? But the products that are in there are very much built toward the favor of the advisor and favor of the, the firm that they're at. There's a second type of business model that you brought up. I did. And it was the fee-based business model. And it's a very, very distinct from fee only, but it sounds a lot the same. So on the fee-based business model, it's generally a combination of 
fees that are invoiced to the client and or commissions from the products that they place with the client. So it can be referred to almost as double dipping where they're getting a fee and a commission. Anyway, what occurs in that business model, which is referred to as the hybrid business model, is that investment advisor is selling some things and charging a fee for other things. To me, that's very confusing. That is confusing. But I believe that most of the companies out there are are fee-based, wouldn't you say? It's definitely, I'd say, the fastest growing segment. You have really large brokerage houses that are struggling to reinvent themselves. First place to go when they get in trouble is advisor compensation. So advisors are looking at their incomes going, well, I, I could just do this on my own. They've built up a good following, trust with many clients, and they, they leave the firm, take their clients with them. But they don't want to walk away from the very lucrative insurance sales, whether it be life insurance in term or whole life, but especially the annuity products, which pay a tremendous amount of money to the advisor right to the point of sale while locking the client in for usually 10 to 14 years. And it's only human nature to follow the path of the money. Now, we've all heard the saying, one cannot serve two masters. But right. in the fee-based model, you're serving two masters. We have a lot of good friends that are to Wiser that are also fee-based advisors. I do think it's a very confusing model. You come in for a comprehensive financial plan, you're building a good portfolio, and then, by the way, I'm going to sell you this annuity or this life insurance, and I'm going to collect a commission on that. I chose to walk away from that conversation completely to make me unbiased. I feel like that if, if our jobs to our families is to put food on the table, then you have an inherent conflict to be selling something that maybe you shouldn't be selling. That being said, I think the fee-based advisors would argue that they still are under a fiduciary standard when it comes to working in the client's best interest in planning. They would argue that they're finishing the job in that they're caring for their client by selling that product, not sending that client out to somebody else who they don't know. I think that plan, though, is based on doing the plan to sell the product a lot of times. It's not just to sell a product because you say it's in the best interest, but it's using a way to show that based on the plan, there is a need for this product. The planning is based around the sales aspect, not just the consultative side of things and, and trying to help a client reach their goal. It's, it's finding a way to justify some type of sale. As a practitioner, really the fee-only model is, is extremely liberating. It gives us the opportunity to search far and wide for any product or any financial service that the client might need without regard to the revenue that it may or may not produce to the firm. So I find that extremely liberating. Yeah, from a practitioner standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. But staying on the fee-based model, I feel like that there can be advisors out there who are doing a great job under a fee-based model. The difference is that they have an incentive not to at any time. There's always an incentive not to do what's in the best interest of the client, and they can get away with it by a few disclosures, really. So I think that the the fee-only business model is really certainly more pure and sitting on the same side of the table with the client. And there's obviously different types of compensation when it comes to that. A lot of fee-only models are moving toward subscription services now where you're paying a flat monthly fee. There's the traditional, obviously, way is, is asset center management. So we have 
clients here that are compensating us as a percentage of the funds that we're managing for them. We also have a fixed fee model where clients are paying a flat fee for us to do planning and make recommendations no matter where their money's housed, whether it be their 401k, whether it be assets not managed by our company. So there's many ways that you can get compensated under the fee-only model. But uh, the most important thing is that there's only one person compensating you, and that's the client. That's the important part, right? Right. That's the independent structure that we talked about earlier. Right. The only revenues received by the firm that's independent is those that they invoice to their customers. So we know that we have a fee-only structure, we have a fee-based structure, and we have a more traditional commission product sales-driven structure. How does the client identify? How does a prospect identify those three structures? Well, that can be difficult for the client. It behooves them to ask as many questions as they can of each person or firm that they interview to help them with their financial plan in order to manage their assets. What would you think, Matthews? Yeah, I think the industry is going the right way. You see a lot of commercials now for no commissions and commission-free products or uh, investments. I think it's just about transparency. Like you said, the client reaching out and, and getting to know whoever they're maybe interviewing or their advisor about the fees they're charging and how they're compensated is a big issue. Can you think of some questions they could ask? What are your fees? I think a lot of people just kind of expect that there might be with the industry standards. Somebody's charging 3%. That's probably not accurate with the rest of the industry. I'd say what they're charging compared to you know other advisors in the industry. I mean, if there are any ongoing commissions within that, I think those would be two of the bigger questions to ask. If a, an advisor does make a recommendation to them, something else you could ask would be, were there any other considerations that you had? Is there anything else that you looked at before making this recommendation? I think we even simplified even further. And you just ask, do you operate under a fiduciary standard? It's very straight to the point, especially here in the South, but for some reason we have a hard time being direct. (laughs) But that's a little less direct than going, okay, what are your fees? Although I think most people have always asked me what my fees are in a roundabout way. And that's another compare contrast as well, because if you think about it, a fee-only advisor is going to hand you a disclosure upon shaking hands, and it has all the fees that are built into the firm are all disclosed right up front. Fee-based should do the same thing, where on the traditional commission side, you really don't find out much about the fees until at signing, and it's very... Well, it's not transparent. It's been suppressed, (laughs) to say say the least. Despite the best intent of the regulators, they still try very hard to suppress what it's actually costing. Well, the advent of the CFP designation, I think, was helpful, too. The CFP practitioners, they're bound by the CFP Board of Standards, your CHFC, the American College of Financial Services Code of Ethics. So you can be a fiduciary, but that doesn't mean you're you're always a fee-only advisor. They are doing what's in the best interest of their client, but they might be receiving some commissions. So I think that's kind of the line between those are, are sometimes a little different. That's a really good point. You, know, you can have all the designations after your name, but still not actually be a working in the best interest of the client. The CFP board has done a great job of advertising and getting out the importance of working with a board certified practitioner. However, if that board certified practitioner is working at a big brokerage firm, they don't have to work in your best interest currently. They just have to work in suitable interest. They have to make sure the product that they're providing is suitable for you, but not the best product. 
That's true. In fact, that certain organizations in the financial services business, certificates such as the Certified Financial Planner can't even be displayed because they're not allowed to present themselves as performing the work of a financial planner, although they may have it, the certification. Right. Yeah, that's something that I wish the CFP wouldn't have never allowed. But the reality is that in order to make the CFP what it is, you have to have revenue. And there's many, many more uh, advisors on the traditional brokerage side than there are on the fee-only side. So One way to find a fee-only advisor is to look at different organizations that are set up around this industry, such as NAPFA. You could actually, or on the CFP website itself as well, you can do your own search for fee-only financial advisors through these organizations. Absolutely. That's a good tool. Also, Googling fee-only or fiduciary fee-only is actually showing some firms. 20 years ago, when I, when I created this firm, that wouldn't show you much because no one really knew what that was. But there's been some great consumer advocates out there, such as Clark Howard, that have advocated for finding a fee-only planner and even being a great advocate for how we invest funds using index funds versus the more expensive actively managed product. People like himself and other bloggers are definitely helping to point the public to the right space. But I kind of look at it this way. You drive down the street and on every corner, there's a bank or a brokerage house, it seems like, next to the uh, pharmacy. And those are the places that are probably not working in your best interest. The second most popular model that Brad talked about was the fee-based. Fee-based is the fastest growing if you're not on the street corner, but you're a large firm, more than likely you're going to be a fee-based firm. And I think the fee-only business model, which by my count is about not quite, but close to one out of every four firms are fee-only. If that statistic's true, then that just shows that we're a little harder to find because we're also a little bit smaller. I'm not going to find us on stadium names and advertisements on TV, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess the next part is, what if you're in a current relationship with a financial advisor? How do you reapproach that? How do you, I mean, you like this person, but how do you engage in the conversation to say, hey, you're a great guy or gal, but what's happening in my portfolio? Or are you truly working in my best interest? They might be working their best interest, but that doesn't mean that it really is the best out there for them. Um, I mean, they, there could be commission trading that they're doing within their account that might be needed, but they're individual stocks. Possibly they're doing some trading. They have certain, like you mentioned, annuities or something. The fees could be higher. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily a, a bad thing, but there could be some better, more low cost options available out there. I think they should look at the all encompassing service model that their current advisor may have. And does that include planning? Does that include analysis of your will or trusts or estate plan? Does it include your insurance planning, college planning, et cetera? If their advisor is a looking at one aspect of their financial life, that's probably not enough today. They may want to expand that relationship by asking what other products and services do you offer? And if they can't satisfy that need, perhaps they should look elsewhere. That's a good point. What service level should you expect in each business model? Yeah, and that's key because in the fee only, I think what happens is that 
the financial planning, the process of financial planning should drive the outcome for the investment advice that may be provided afterwards. Whereas in the more traditional investment broker world, kind of works backwards. It's immediately they go to the portfolio, start recommending investment recommendations or investment advice to backfit the need. Right. The business has definitely changed. It's not about is your investment beating the benchmark or how you're performing. It's the investment's a part of your overall financial plan. Right. It has to all fit together like a pieces of a puzzle. Right. And the fee-only business model seems to be the best approach to that. We had a client come in or as a prospect that came in a while back ago and, and said that they asked for a plan and it was done in 20 minutes in front of them. And it just so happened all the recommendations were proprietary products <laughs> from that plan. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like in summary, we have the fee only, we have the fee based, we have the more commission based. Obviously, commission advice is easiest to find. Fee based, a little, not quite, but still, still prevalent out there. Fee only, you have to dig a little bit further. XY Planning Network, NAFA. CFP. CFP board. Yeah, yeah. The CFP website are all yeah. places, great places to find fee only advisor. And then the compensation and the products used are very different in those three categories. You see a lot of insurance push on the commission side because that's the highest paying product. So there's a huge conflict of interest, right? The fee base, you'll see more traditional index driven, mutual fund driven portfolios with maybe a little insurance sales on the side for life. And hopefully not too many real expensive annuity products are being pushed there, but there could be a conflict. And then on the fee only side, we see less insurance, more focus on long-term planning, debt elimination, college savings, college planning, long-term care planning, Medicare planning, looking at the holistic picture. And then the investment side is just a piece of that. And then the compensation amongst it all can be a little bit different too. The products are paying the people in the commission world. And you can also have where they call it a fee account where the client is paying a fee, but there's still a conflict of interest in which products are get wrapped up into that fee, correct? Correct, right. I mean, I think it all comes down to really the simple question for any client to ask is, are you acting as a fiduciary? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. As you were talking just a minute ago, I think that's all wrapped up in being a fiduciary. Financial planning itself, that effort that put forth is a fiduciary effort, without a doubt. In fact, tagline in my email is uh, fiduciary plus fee only equals your best interest. It's very simple, but most people don't know what fiduciary means. And a lot of people don't even know what fee only means. Hopefully, they've learned a little bit in this podcast on fee only and the fiduciary standard and why it's important in the three business models. Thanks for your time today, guys. You're welcome. Wiser Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.